You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, the podcast for coaches, thought leaders, and change makers who are ready to become the standout expert. If that's you, stay tuned because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and I want to help you build a successful business sharing your expertise, generate the impact and income you need to create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. Are you ready? Let's enter the lab. Welcome back to today's episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. I'm your co-host for today, Samantha Riley, and joined by my partner in crime, Tim Hyde. How are you, Tim? I'm doing really great, Sam. How are you? I'm doing a very, very well, thank you. Although it's getting a little bit cold here, so I was having a sook yesterday. Well, it's uh, <laughs> I find that remarkable given you're on the northern be- you're on the northern beaches in Sydney, and it's currently minus one degrees here in Canberra, which is no way. Oh my goodness! Well, let's just say I quite openly tell people I am very soft. <laughs> I am very soft. I don't like the cold at all. I could not live in Canberra. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's brisk. You do get used to it though. I keep saying to people that. Um, who say, you know, Canberra's too cold, I could never live here, is that what we tend to find is that we go from a, you know, heated house to heated car to heated office, and then we dress appropriately outside. It's only cold when you don't dress appropriately. Yeah, and right now every person that's listening in Canada is like, oh, my goodness, listen to you two, you're so soft. (laughs) It is relative, isn't it? It is relative. (laughs) I think the coldest I've ever been was minus 42 uh, at the top of the Baltic in the middle middle of winter. Um, and I spent some time in Finland where, of course, you can go out driving on the ice and it's very, very, yeah, very, very cold. I think actually the, the coldest day was minus two we had there and just because it was more humid. I can't even comprehend minus 40-something. Anyway, it's, it's it, <laughs> it, it, it sounds horrible. <laughs> That's all I can say. I would like to live in eternal summer, but... <laughs> you know, borders shut and all of that. But today we're going to talk about creating a remarkable business. Yeah, this is, a, this is something that I've been tossing back and forth for quite some time now. And I know, Sam, it's something that's never far from your thoughts about the experience that you give to your clients as well. And I thought it worthy of a conversation with our listeners today just to talk about this idea of excellence and you know, creating a remarkable business and what it takes. A, a is it really necessary to do so? Mm-hmm. Uh, what does it look like when you do? And, you know, can you create a remarkable business without practising, say, some personal excellence mm-hmm. as well? Right? Mm. Um, so I know that, you know, this is, I guess, something that a lot of people think about. You know, we, we know the remarkable experiences that we have when we are consumers of other people's mm-hmm. products and services. And we talk about those mm-hmm. quite often, but uh, you know, it's not often that we we kind of reflect back and say, "What about those experiences? What do I want to give to my customers?" And is that a predicate for success? Mm, that's a good question. Yeah, can you be successful without being excellent or remarkable? Yeah, where do we even want to start with this, Tim? Because it is it is a fairly big topic. I'm a big believer that. As, uh, as business owners, entrepreneurs, those of us especially with a personal brand, as you and I have, and as most coaches and service-based business owners do, that our business is just a part of, you know, of what we do, who we are, and that us personally 
are actually part of our business. Does that make sense? Did that come out in a, in a sensical way? Yeah, I think it did. I think particularly when you've got your personal brand attached to the business, you know, your name attached to the business, it probably is more important. But I just want to, before we go into it, I just want to sort of pull out some examples, I guess, of what we would think is remarkable. Mm-hmm. And one that comes to mind is, is one, I mean, I've had plenty, I'm sure you have as well, but I was talking to a good friend of, of ours, a mutual contact, um, James Michael from Justified Talent. Now, James shared with me a story uh, just last week, actually, of, of a remarkable business that he had an experience with um, some years ago now. Mm-hmm. And it was with Singapore Airlines. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, not that many of us have been flying recently, but those of us who have flown and have flown with Singapore Airlines generally know that the level of customer service is just that little bit better than some more budget airlines. Mm-hmm. And James shared this experience where something had happened on the flight. I think uh, his partner had found a stone in the salad. Okay. <laughs> a good reason to carry around stones, it would seem. But he found a stone in the salad and, of course, the, uh, the staff took the salad away and came back and gave them a new one um, with a bottle of, of Bollinger as an apology. Oh, wow. Okay. And anyway, that was great. Wonderful. Thanks very much. And anyway, got to Singapore, checked into the hotel, and not long after they'd checked into the hotel, there was a call on the hotel line from the head of global customer service at Singapore Airlines who was calling to also refund their flights. What? That is huge. Okay. Now talk about remarkable experience. Now James has probably told that story, I don't know how many times, a lot. Uh-huh. Now, <laughs> now I'm sharing it on a podcast as well. So, you know, this is kind of this remarkable experience. There was a, literally a stone. Now it could have been, if we talk about, you know, how we design our customer experiences and our business, we're going to say, sorry about that, take it away, here's your new salad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Now it's cost them in this case, several, probably several thousand dollars worth of airfares. Mm-hmm. You know, but again, this is this remarkable, remarkable business or remarkable yeah. experience that someone's created that's created this almost viral-like promotional content as a yeah. result. And this is just probably an isolated example of, of the stuff that Singapore Airlines do. I'd love to know if you can think of a business off the top of your head who's offered something that's, you know, remarkable or, you know, that's just great. That's sort of that next level of experience for you, Sam. I can't think of anything that wild. I mean, that is an awesome, awesome story. But let me turn it around the other way. I think that for me, if I get an experience that isn't something that I feel good about or something that makes me feel a bit like, meh, I actually think what do I need to make sure I do to not give my clients that experience? And in saying that, we're all human and things are going to go wrong. And something that a good friend of mine said to me years ago, it was exactly that. Things are always going to go wrong in your business. It's not about trying to make sure that they don't happen. It's always being in a position where you apologize and own whatever goes wrong. It's not quite the same. Well, I guess it goes into that remarkable experience that if something goes wrong, you know, we need to acknowledge it. I had a situation, this is completely the opposite. The other, uh, it was a few months ago and Leon and I went out for date night and I ordered a, um, now I think I, I'm, I'm pronouncing this right, a Niswa salad, which is a tuna and egg salad. Mm-hmm. And it came with no egg. 
and I, which is kind of like the main ingredient of the salad. And I mentioned to the girl that had served us, you may want to let the kitchen know that they missed a major ingredient in the salad. And she well, went, okay. Not much in the salad, right? Right. It's, it's just it's lettuce and chicken. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. I think it's uh, maybe some tomato, if I remember correctly. But, you know, there's not much else. And she just went, okay, I'll let them know. And that was the end of that. And I was like, oh, not even a, I'm really sorry we left the egg out or <laughs> maybe maybe a dessert. No, nothing. Just like, I'll let the kitchen know. Okay, excellent. Did she, and, did she actually take your plate away and bring back a new one? No, 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 I didn't get a new one. I just, I just ate my salad with no egg. Um, so that one sticks with me because it's somewhere where we actually like to go for dinner and thinking we haven't actually been back there. Not because it was like super bad, but it was the opposite. It was unremarkable. Yeah. So what I think, you know, we, I guess we've clearly identified here that not creating a remarkable experience um, is a, is of detriment. You know, because clearly you're not you're not in a rush to go back to that same restaurant, and then even at the expense of creating something remarkable creates that viral content. It's kind of been almost an intangible, you know, impact on your business if you can get it right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. But let's talk about. And this is, let's talk about what it takes to create excellence in our business and the mindset that we need to be in to be able to create these remarkable experiences for our clients. Because I feel that there needs to be some sort of personal foundation before this can even happen. I think, yeah, definitely, definitely, if you, you know, I guess for small and micro businesses that so many as arena, right? we're not running these multinational, you know, uh, you know, corporates where um, I guess the experience the organisation can deliver isn't necessarily as dependent on the individual excellence of its component parts, right, of its, mm-hmm. of its employees. But for small and micro businesses, absolutely, right? If you are the sole operator in your business, everything, <laughs> you know, comes from you. And, and I think there is a relationship between, you know, personal excellence and your personal habits and the experience that your business delivers as a result. Mm-hmm. I don't think, personally, I don't think that you can be slovenly and expect to deliver an experience to your customers and stakeholders that they go, yeah, that's something I'm going to do or <laughs> that's something I want to repeat in a yeah, hurry. Absolutely. Um, what are yours? I know you've got a few personal habits that I think flow into your business. What do you reckon they are? Yeah, so these... These habits are really, really important to me. And it's something that I've always done some of these, but it's something that in the middle of last year, I actually sat down and really reflected on me and what I was bringing to the business. Obviously, we're, uh, we're running teams and, and we've got a schedule that we need to run to. Um, I was realizing that I was quite run down. I wasn't showing up in the best, you know, the best frame of mind all the time, you know, and that's something that um, was really important to me. How do I show up the best at all times? So I've actually written down a list here of uh, some some of the things that I think are really, really important. Um, and the the very first one is sleep. And I know that that this gets talked about on social media a lot. But I know for a fact that if I don't get to bed early enough, I'm useless the next day. I, I need more sleep than the regular person. When people say you need eight hours, 
No, Sam needs a good nine hours. <laughs> Ten. <laughs> Maybe eleven. I used to be a little, not quite that much. Right? I used to think it was a bit over the top, but now I've just owned that. It's not over the top. It's the way my body works. I do need to go to bed early, and I do need to do that and get a really good night's sleep to be able to show up in the way that 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 I do. Yeah, I, I would agree with that one wholeheartedly. I think. A lot of it has to do with with how much mental clarity and energy that you can bring into your decision-making process. Mm -hmm. And I specifically say decision-making process because I think as entrepreneurs, the thing where we add the most value in our business is in the quality of our decisions. Mm -hmm. Nothing else. And it's the quality of our decisions. And I think as we grow our businesses, you know, and we have other people executing, that becomes more and more important. I want to add there that not just the quality of the decisions, but that also the speed of the decisions, mm. because the faster you can make a decision, the faster everyone can get on with what they're doing. Uh, as one of my former project management mentors used to tell me, <laughs> it also means if you make the wrong one, you can get in and fix it quicker too. <laughs> well, that's actually very true. <laughs> Smart guy. <laughs> So that, that's the first one because I know I know Tim, um, you you had a little bit of time last year where you were struggling to to get a good night's sleep, oh, and yeah, it please. was something that you were really struggling with, wasn't it? <clears throat> yeah, like I was, um, you know, I'd be going to bed at eleven o'clock, and I'd be waking up at two a.m. and and it stuffed my mind, and and you know, I just couldn't get back to sleep again. Um, and I know that I'm going to try all sorts of different things and, and techniques and strategies, and often I just get up and do some work. But by the end of the following day, and particularly if it was a few days in a row, uh, you know, my fatigue, I think, I, you know, I start to look at what I achieved during the day and I go, that just, you know, that was just a non-productive day. Well, I just did stuff and it wasn't productive. It didn't move the needle in my business. And I know for me, you know, getting enough sleep now, um, which luckily is, you know, typically sort of six or seven hours, <laughs> Um, it is, you know, is a real. I, I notice the difference when I get that in terms of, I guess, I guess the almost the feeling, mm-hmm. as well as the practical application of yes, I've moved my business forward this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's better than it was the week before. Not just more profitable. Not just more. It feels like I'm making progress. I'm getting mm-hmm. to the point where I want to get my business to do something because mm-hmm. ultimately it it serves a purpose, right? That, that business is there to serve the lifestyle that I want to create. Absolutely. And moving towards achieving that goal, you know, I think we can get caught in that rut where we just go, I'm just doing the thing over and yep. over and over again. And as much as businesses fail within the first five years, I think it's largely the entrepreneur burning out and just go, I can't keep doing this. Absolutely. I would 100% agree. Yep, totally. So sleep is so, so important. Um the, the next thing on my list is our diet. And I don't mean going on a diet, and I'll put that in air quotes. I'm talking about what we eat each day um, and also the like hydration. What, the water we drink, I'm definitely drinking more water than I used to drink. And it's amazing how I can, that aids the clarity and the decision-making just by staying hydrated. Uh, the same with what I, what I eat. And it's not necessarily what I eat, right? I eat quite clean, but it's making sure that I eat for my body type. So I really pay attention to if I eat that, 
afterwards? Am I feeling like I can make decisions? Am I feeling foggy headed? Am I feeling tired? Am I feeling energized? Am I feeling really sharp and start to pay attention to how I feel after I eat and make sure that I don't go back and eat whatever it was that, that didn't serve my body. Yeah, absolutely. I'll just eat more. <laughs> look, it, it is. I mean, it, it's interesting when we talk about these small habits. Um, it's not necessarily the big things that make us remarkable. It's lots of little behaviours, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Right? So mm-hmm. It's getting enough sleep. It's 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 exercising, which I know you know you're doing, and, and I'm trying to do more of as well. Right? It's it's eating well. Mm-hmm. Right? Your body type. You know, as I said, observe. You know, being more observant. <laughs> about the impact of what it is we do, right? It's practising small disciplines. One of, one of my small disciplines is making my bed every morning. Mm-hmm. Right? The first thing I do when I wake up is, is make my bed. Yeah, I like it. So it can be just that little discipline that this is my personal excellence that now says, okay, when I come into my workspace that or I'm doing something there, that means I, it doesn't have to be a big thing, it's just something that I can finish and go, okay, that's what we're going to create. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love it, love it. So you, tu- so you touched on exercise, definitely a big believer in exercise. Um, the next one I've got is mindset. And this can be all sorts of things from, you know, reading to meditation, guided meditations, journaling, whatever, whatever is for you. And I guess what this is all about, and, and there are other things that can come into this, is actually taking time for yourself. And this can be a habit that a lot of entrepreneurs get into, and I have in the past, I know you have too, Tim, where you get up and you work and then the sun goes down and you haven't done anything else all day and not taken time out for, for ourselves. And the impact of this is huge. So it's taking time out to move the body, get the brain, get the, the mind in a, um, a peak state, I guess. And getting into the habit of doing these or creating a, what's the word that's not a habit, like really creating a ritual, I guess, for for bringing these practices into our life every single day. Yeah. I think if you can find a thing that takes you completely out of your business brain. Mm-hmm. And as entrepreneurs, we, we, we do have the propensity to constantly, right? there's always mm-hmm. more to uh-huh. And there's always, never, you know, as, and as on, not only that, but our brains tend to work a lot more than other people's. It's always like, oh, oh, I've just had an idea. <laughs> I was driving to a friend's yesterday and, and had an idea and had to ring Leon straight away. I need to tell you this idea before I forget it. You know, our brains don't. <laughs> quick, quick. <laughs> but it is, we're constantly, we're constantly innovating. We're constantly working on stuff. We're constantly um, improving uh, in our business, I mean, that's that's part of what drives us as as entrepreneurs and business owners. But I reckon it's really important to find an activity that takes you completely out of that brain space, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and not even give you the opportunity to think about it, right? So if you're walking along the beach and that's your activity. It gives the opportunity for the mind to wander and potentially wander back to business. I think it's important to take yourself out of that altogether. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I find if I'm, you know, I did um, martial arts for many, many years. Mm. Someone's trying to punch you in the head. Yeah, that you are 100% <laughs> focused. Right? There's no such thing as bad as all. <laughs> right? 
or that cranky customer or that email you need to get back to or that business improvement you need to kind of launch next week. The same thing now when I coach rugby and, and play basketball, I'm not, I don't get the opportunity to think about business. It's just taking me out and putting me in a completely different space mm-hmm. and, and getting my brain to work in different ways. And I think that's an important thing to do, you know, to, again, to keep that mental sharpness when I'm on those other tasks. Yeah, absolutely. Dancing is definitely that thing for me, exactly what you're talking about with the martial arts. When you're, when you're dancing, you know, if, if your mind wanders a little bit, it's, it's, normally, you know, you trip over or you hurt yourself or something, it's something that you can 100% focus on and, hmm. um, and just get into it. So that's definitely, um, definitely a big thing is taking time out for yourself. Um, yeah, meditation is an awesome one as well if you can meditate. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You, know, you can certainly observe those business thoughts, but you know, you know, that ability to kind of let them go. Is, I think I think meditate. A lot of people think meditation is like it's one thing. It's sit down, you know, cross your legs, and just sort of switch off. But there's lots of different ways to meditate. You know, there's guided meditations. Um, even walking on the beach can be a form of meditation. So, you know, instead of choosing rituals which feel hard to you, choose things that you enjoy or that feel fun to you because then that's easier to to keep going not everything needs to be you know like a um a punishment to yourself i guess <laughs> yes all right let's let's wrap this up for us okay we, we, we've chosen you know sleep exercise food i guess and uh and finding that other activity right that works for you but it can be it could be as i said it can be something as simple as making your bed And I think if you practice these small disciplines, whatever they happen to be, that you will find that the mental clarity that you bring to your business is better and that you'll start to observe what can be a remarkable experience in your business as well. I think what I want to challenge our listeners to try, because we love a challenge, don't we, Sam? Oh, absolutely. I'm I'm all for the challenges. (laughs) Just to write down, say, three to five things that you are going to do over the next 30 days and do those things every single day. Mm-hmm. And so, I think that like the key there is do them every single day. It doesn't have to be that difficult. I think it's just starting with those little small disciplines and doing a couple of things. Right? And again, it doesn't have to be big things. It could be just picking the clothes up off the floor. Um, it could be, you know, wishing, you, you know, telling your children that you love them. It could be, uh, you know, saying something just today deciding that you're going to contact an old friend right? and, and saying something nice to someone as you pass them in the street. Um, it doesn't have to be big things, but if you just pick those and just practice that little discipline, we'll find that discipline, that excellence, that personal excellence starts to translate into business and the experience your customers receive. And I think we'll see if you're generally genuine about it, I think you'll start to, you'll start to see the flow on effect in terms of the experience your customers have as well. Absolutely, it's all about it's all about rituals um, and creating those creating those rituals or creating those habits as they start to transfer into other areas of your life. Yeah, awesome. So if you've got value from today's episode and you enjoy it, please share it with someone. If you are on your phone, scroll up to the top and click on the share button and share it with someone else that needs to or would enjoy hearing this message. Also, if you could either subscribe or follow, depending on where you are right now, which what the button says, some buttons say follow, some say subscribe. I know Apple iTunes or Apple 
is changing that over just now. That would be fabulous. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for joining me, Tim. Great to be here, sir. And we will catch you all next week. Ciao, ciao. Today's episode may be over, but let's continue the conversation. Head on over to the Thought Leaders Business Lab community on Facebook and connect with other entrepreneurs who are building and scaling their business too. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab.